0: morning,
1: everybody. How is everybody doing? Yay. Wow. Did so you guys notice something different on that first song? Yeah. Oh, no, no. I was talking about my shoes. Were you not singing? All right. <laughs> oh,
0: Love <wow>. the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> Love the banjo. Yes. Well, I hope everybody's having a great day today. It, it's not the sunny days of Friday or Thursday, but they'll come back, right? I don't know. It's Oregon. You never know. What a weird spring, right? I mean, the late snow. It's been cold. Yeah. My grass looks good. My grass looks amazing. Well, it doesn't look good because it's too long. I haven't been able to mow it. It's like this long.
1: See, Kathy's not here to uh, to say that that's just an excuse.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) actually, my boys mow the lawn. Oh. But I haven't asked them to do it. I haven't asked them to do it because they've been busy and it's been rainy. It's hard to mow grass when it's, l- when it's
1: long. And it didn't stop wet. my dad. It was snowing, son, mow the lawn. Well, you, you,
0: you were in Montana or something, Wyoming, right? Wyoming, Wyoming. Wyoming, yeah.
1: Because yeah. it's crunchy when it's frozen. It's really easy to mow when it's snowing. <laughs> it's I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah. Why would you mow a grass? Okay. Wha- why mow grass when it's snowing?
1: Because your dad's annoyed at you for not mowing the grass when it wasn't snowing.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but we have two announcements today. One, there's a coloring group coming up um, in two weeks. If you don't know what that is, uh, it is a fun, fun get together here at the church. It's relaxing. Even for who who Justin Morgan. You guys know most of you guys know who Justin Morgan. He went last time. And he found it surprisingly relaxing. I think he I think he colored a, a tank, sure,
1: <laughs> sure, or a motorcycle. Yeah. yeah so
0: it's like, yeah, whatever you whatever floats your boat for, for coloring, try it. It's weirdly relaxing. I've been to I've been to them as well. They're really relaxing. So if you have, if you're stressed, come to this. it would be nice. And with it with it being lighter later, you can come for a little while and it's still is light. Um, the second one is that there's a church chat right after the the, the service. We have a couple of things we need to talk about. It's actually not technically a chat anymore. We really need to have it as a business meeting because there's uh, at least one thing we need to vote, vote on. But otherwise, mostly it's just letting you guys know what's happening. There's a couple of key things that are occurring in the church, which we will let you guys know about after after the service of the chat. But that's really about it for the announcements today. We are continuing on in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, and uh, this is our, our our last part on the uh, the the, the Verse 10, verses of chapter 2 on Saved by Grace. And uh, the, the point I'm trying to get us to, the, the, the application I want us to get to, is, is the recognition of that you have an incredibly uh, glorious purpose. You are burdened with glorious purpose. And, uh, and, uh, and, and out of that becomes it comes a joy. There's a freedom and because all of that is not from you. It's a gift something that's given to you and so that's such a such an incredible uh, significance for how you live your life is recognize that Um, and that's where that's where we're going that's where we're going to end up going as we're going to see that everything from our from our faith is by grace it's all by grace all right let's pray father thank you so much for this day and our and and being in, in in your presence and gathering together it is so good to be to be with other believers and to, um, to hear their voices. It's something that's so, uh, it's so often abandoned in our current culture, especially post pandemic, that uh, we think we can live our lives apart from other believers, but it's so encouraging just to, to see other people um, expressing the same love for their, for their savior, appreciation, see their worship, and so thank you lord that you've gathered us together may you get all the glory because you've been so kind to us you've been so good to us we thank you for that we give you the praise today
1: father i want to thank you for for holding us and, and all that means and all that entails the uh, a hug Comforting us when we're struggling. Um, calming us. Um, keeping us from doing stupid stuff. Holding us holding us back when you don't need us to move forward. Um. But mostly, Father, the first thing that so many of us just lack comfort. Uh, lack that um, the attentiveness of someone who makes you feel at home, makes you feel wanted. And Father, I just pray specifically for all those people right now who, who need that, your arms wrapped around them, and the, um, just the, the comfort, the acceptance that comes from that, um, the invitation that you offer through holding us, Father, that they would feel safe with you and then just desire to be better and to love your people better. Thank you, Father. Amen. Take a seat and let's pray. Just briefly, Father, that recognize how there are so many things vying for our attention so so easy to be pulled away from you and you know how easy it is but help us be stronger help us to be more focused help us to see your blessings and to be just drawn into you So that we see the world more through your eyes and then respond to the world. More as you would. And that we would understand what that is and not just depend on our own interpretation. Father, thank you for. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the blessings of your son. Thank you, Lord
0: Jesus, that you brought us here this morning. Thank you for your word that helps us to know what is true and what is right. Lord, we need to hear from you this morning. And so thank you, Holy Spirit, that you wrote this, that you live in us to help us understand. Lord, I want to pray the very prayer that that, uh, your servant Paul wrote just a few verses before this that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and understanding that we might understand uh, the riches of our inheritance, the incredible power towards us, the glory that's that's been given to us, the blessings, our calling, the hope of our calling. Lord, Spirit, be with us now. Use me to your glory. Saved by grace, part three. (coughs) This is a, this is, I know I've been kind of beating this, this topic a lot for, I mean, this is literally the third part on 10 verses. And, uh, but this is so critical to get, it really just is. And, you know, there's a reason I don't come up here and I talk about how to be better parents. I don't talk about how to how to, you know, get better jobs or just have a successful life, um, because the stuff that, that, that the Bible is dealing with, the question, the basic question that it's dealing with is far more significant than just how to how to survive in this world, although it does have impact on that. Absolutely. But the big question is, 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 is they're, they're all about eternal issues, and this week is no different. And and what I wanted to to, to just talk about today is just that you have a purpose, okay? You you have a purpose. You have you have a significant purpose, and and you have there's there's a peace with with being a believer. There's a joy, and all of this, those three key things, purpose, peace, and joy, is is because because you exist. You exist now and forever as believers to be a testament to god's grace that's your purpose and that's because all that we are all that i am and all that you are is all because of grace that's paul's point it's ev- it's all by grace and i'm going to explain what i mean by all is by grace as we look care- very carefully because i've kind of talked and kind of Big brushes over the last couple of weeks, but this week we're going to dive really tight, carefully looking at verses really eight, eight, and and most and mostly nine. I'm going to start with uh, with seven because it gives us the, the appropriate run up, but but really focusing carefully on on seven and eight, excuse me, eight and nine. Right. Let me read just read through it, and uh, and then we'll get into it. So starting in verse 7, so that, which introduces a purpose statement, that's what that phrase is, is the purpose of of what he's been talking about, verses 1 through 3, 4, 5, 6, which is describing how we're saved by grace, is so that in the coming ages, eternity, and by, by the way, just completely off topic, interesting, it's not just coming age, it's ages, what else has God got planned? Can you imagine? Um, In the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In the coming ages, we are saved so that in the coming ages, he would be able to show the immeasurable riches of his grace. We are meant to, to show the riches of his grace. Right? Which is exactly... What he said up in verse 5 and 6. We are sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his plan, to the praise of his glorious grace. That's our purpose. Right? So, if we come back to our text. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Why? Why? For. For. We're going to show the measurable riches of his grace because for is because it's the same. It, it, the Greek word's the same. It could have easily been translated this for for this reason. We're going to show the purpose of being saved by grace is to show the show the riches of his grace. Why? Because for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Right. And this is not of your own doing is a gift of God. So that not by works, so that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. And my point is, I want to say, is everything is by grace. Now, let's let's go back. And let's look at verse eight. Now, I highlighted the three words because those are the three key verses. We uh, words we need to look at: grace, unmerited favor. Saved, obviously being saved. We can look at verses one through three, four, five, and six to just to understand what that is. It has to do with, you know, how we walked in the in the rays of the world, following the prince of the power of the air. We did bad things, all etc. But God raised us from the dead. He He removed God's wrath from us. All of that stuff, forgiveness, adoption to sons, all of that stuff, and it all comes by the means of faith. And the key th- three key verse, words here, though, that I want to focus on is grace, saved, and faith. And the reason why is, is this next phrase. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. What does this refer to is the big question in this text, right? You have here, you have really kind of two phrases here. For it is by grace you've been saved, no problem, right? Grace, saved. And this is the means by which this occurred is faith, right? And then here, you have two two pieces to it. You have, and this is not of yourself, it is a gift of God. And it's it's way of saying two different things, the one thing except in two different ways. Not from myself, so that's saying it negatively, it's not from me, instead it's from God, it's, it's, I didn't earn it, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't create it, I didn't manifest it, it didn't originate in me at all. Instead, it is something given to me by God. That's what those two phrases mean. I'm not the originator of, of whatever this is. It's something granted to me by God. Now, the big question is, what does this refer to? Well, it has to be to something preceding, and the question is: Is it grace saved or faith, or is it all three? That's the question. And, and, and this is where we're gonna do a little grammar, but you can follow it. Now, the this to be nerdy on you here is a, a is a neutral word. Uh, many Greek words have gender, male, female, or neuter, not not either, okay, and typically they need to correspond in gender, so if, if you're dealing with a, a, a female word has to connect with a female word, male to male, that's normally how it works in, in Greek, the question, the issue here is, and it has to refer to one of these three, but the problem is not one of those is neutral grace is female saved is male faith is female so what does it refer to well think about this is grace from god yes it's not grace if it's not from uh, if it's not from god right if, is it is it say is saved from God? Well, of course, God saves people. We don't save ourselves. God saves people. Salvation is from the Lord, is the is the typical phrase. So obviously, at least those two things must be. The question is, is the third one? Now, if you're Paul and you want to refer to all three of them, but two of them are female and one of them is male, you can't use. A male or female, right? Because let's say he, he. This is a. This is this is this is male. I hope you guys are following me. If I'm not follow if you're not if you're not following me, put your hand up, right? If this is male. Then what that? Then, then what, if this is is not from yourselves, it's a gift of God. Then the only thing Paul would be referring to is saved. But grace is from God too. Clearly, now if he was going to say if that the this is. If he would have put that in the female form, what he would have been saying is grace and faith is from God, but saved isn't. Well, that's not acceptable either. So what can Paul do to refer to all three of them? Be neutral. That's the only way to appropriately refer to all three. So my argument here is that this refer and this this refers to grace salvation and faith all three of them the entire clause and this is not from yourselves meaning grace through faith is how you're saved all of that is not from yourself all of it is a gift of god that's what the grammar tells you all of it grace absolutely it's not it's not it's not grace if it's it's from you there's no way you can save yourself that would be that, that that can't be the case so therefore this has to affirm to all three and this is exactly what this 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 is totally in keeping by by with with all that paul talks about in fact john 2 now some would say but not by works but the problem, if, if, if this is not from you, it, it's not from works. If, if that's where he's putting it, it, you have to split apart faith and works here. And that doesn't grammatically work right. No, instead, works should be, which we're going to come all to this, not from works so that no one can boast. Not by works Purpose statements, why is it not by works? So that no one can be boastful. For we are God's handiwork. Because all of this goes together. We're going to come back to this. Right now I want you to look at this. Because the first thing Paul is dealing with is what, how did you get into being in Christ? How did you get to being saved? The pre up to the point of getting, quote, saved. And what he's saying is, all of that is not from you. All of that is a gift. All of it. Now, let me give you a... Now, that's Paul, but let's, let's see if John, for example, says the exact same thing. Now, follow with me. Let's, let's go to First to John um, 2.29. Everyone who practices righteousness has been born again. Now, one of the things I want you to just see, that being born again is equivalent to being saved. Or to put it in, in, in a couple of ways that Paul says it just right before our, our text here in Ephesians, is that being resurrected, reborn, recreated in Christ, that, 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 that those two are the same idea just described in two different ways. Okay, So saved, being saved. So here's my question with this. Does practicing righteousness cause being born again? No, it can't, right? That's, that's, that's salvation by works. No way, right? And by the way, righteousness is what's called a, a, a present tense active. Meaning it's, a, it's happening right now. And it's a participle ongoing, ing, like I'm walking, not I walked, walking, and active, I'm doing it. So if this is saying that because this is John's burden. This whole book of First John's whole burden is how do you know you're saved? And he's th- this verse is saying one of the ways you know is that you 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 try to not make it a habit of doing. You try to make it a habit of doing the right thing. That's what you want. God's put new 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 new, new, new desires in your heart to want to do right and this is an active ongoing thing in your life but did that cause being born again absolutely not which born again is a past is, excuse me is a perfect passive verb perfect in greek is it happened in the past but it has ongoing ramifications and passive you didn't do it it was done to you so you have a perfect passive born again connected with a present active which way does it go it can't be that being righteous cause born again are we all in agreement can't be now let's look at the next one because we're going to do four of these i'll speed it up here because i want you to see that paul john uses a certain pattern No one who is born again will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, present tense, active, continuing to do what is wrong. Why? Because they have been born again. Same thing. Which caused which? Because not sinning caused you to be born again. Well, no, but it is an effect of it, right? It is. It has to be an effect, right? And again, you have a present tense, active, not wanting to do wrong along with a passive perfect past tense event present tense effect right so if you're if you're a believer one of the things you know that ways to help tell that is that you don't want to continue to say you want to do what's right you don't want to do what's wrong easy one last one everyone who loves has been born of god is loving going to cause you to be born again? It can't, right? Again, what it, in love is? Guess what do you think? What do you think this one is? Do you think it's a a a, a present tense? Yeah. Is it active? Uh huh. And born again. What do you think that one is? Do you think that one's a a, a, a passive? Right. Perfect. That is past tense event with pre- present tense effect. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Now to, just to give you a sense of w- w- a regular thing, so, th- th- so my wife Kathy birthed my sons. Did they birth themselves? Well, no. But does it have an ongoing cur- effects on their life? Well, yes, that's, what, that's the idea. Something happened to Dawson in the past. But it has ongoing effects. Did he do it to himself? No, but there's, there's a cause of it. Now, him doing what he does now didn't cause being born again, but the other way around. So now let me ask you this, a si- just a simple question. Well, well, let's summarize. How do you know you're born again? Right? You try to practice righteousness, you try to not continue to sin, you try to love people. Right? And all of this is because you've been born again. What you have here is all of these are perfect passive verbs with present tense participles. Now if I were to show you one more and it had that exact same phrase, what would you expect? Would it be the same thing of a which order caused what? Right? I mean, it's the same author using the same construction, the same book, you have past tense action That happened to a person, and you can know that occurred because certain things are currently happening in their lives, right? I make this big point because that way you don't get it twisted when we read this verse because you want to. Here it is. Everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, present tense, active, believing currently actively choosing to to believe in jesus what has happened to them they have been born again which came first which caused what twist your head a little bit doesn't it john is saying the exact same thing that paul is saying different words Same same point. You became saved; that is, born again, resurrected from Jesus. You are a new person in Christ. Why? As a gift. This did not originate ultimately from you. Now you still have to believe in Jesus. You still have to make that choice to say, "Yes, I want you, Jesus." Of course, don't get don't get my my words twisted. Um, But what Paul and and John is both saying is that the that to go all to go back to here is by saved by grace through faith, right? And this is not from yourself. This is a gift. It's, this is from you. All of what you of you coming into into Jesus from your own subjective experience will be I chose Jesus. Absolutely, you gotta choose Jesus. But from a different perspective, from God's perspective, from the eternal perspective, it's all from Him. He gets the credit. He gets the credit. It's no, it didn't come from you, including your faith. God gave it to you. Here's another verse in Philippians that is saying the same thing. For it has been granted, given to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe, but to also suffer him. I mean, suffering is his main point, but he throws this this, this little aside in there to bolster his point of that these Philippians need to are going to be suffering for, for God and it's this is what this is this is a gift to you by appealing to a more foundational point of your your faith itself is a is something given to you. All of becoming saved is by grace. Why? So that all the glory is to God. That's why. That way he gets the credit. That way he gets the glory. I can't say in eternity, I got there because of something in me. I don't get to be able to go, I made the right choice. Look at me. I'm right because I made the right choice. If I made the right choice, thanks be to God. That's the point. All of it of being saved. All of that. And what John, what John is adding to Paul is saying, what, what are the effects? What does it look like having been saved by grace? You don't sin. You try to do what's right. You try to love people. You have this ongoing faith in your, in your life. All of that, those are the effects, the good works that Paul is about to talk about. And what Paul is adding to John is the idea that all of this is so that we would be a testament to God's grace. The riches of his kindness to us. What incredible humbling experience that I don't get credit for anything. But he gets it all. And now he goes on to what, what about after? Not by works, that is, not by things that I've done. Now this is a standard Pauline thing. We are not saved by we are saved by faith, not through works, not through stuff we do. And especially in this book, he's not talking about the law. He's talking to Gentiles, so it really just has to be doing good stuff. And my argument is is there should be a period here right before not because this doesn't fit with the rest of it. Not by good works, so that purpose, so that you can't boast. But why can't we boast? Why? Because we are God's handiwork. We are created to do good works. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, that the idea that, that, that what salvation is about is God remaking us into being people who do what he wants to do. Verses 1 through 3 is we weren't. Plus 4 four through 3. Through, 10 is like, but now we are. We are his, which God, God even set us up to do it. All of it's from him. And this is exactly so that all of your good works, he gets the credit for it. All of this, all your good stuff you do today. It's not because you're so somehow, oh, I figured it out. I'm supposed to do what's right. No, God put new heart in you. He put new desires in you. He, he molded you to, to, to do the good stuff that you wanted to do. And he set that up for you. All of his, your good works ultimately are God's good works through you. Which is exactly what Paul says in Philippians. So work out that is and express your, your, your salvation with fear and trembling because it's not from you. Why? Because it is God who works in you to not only want to do it, Will, but actually to do it to fulfill his good purpose, which is to bring glory to himself. Or we can go to Ephesians, Hebrews chapter 13. May he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh, work in us. Mold me. Change me. Make me be the person that you want to be. So that when I do good stuff, it's t- pleasing to you and all of that's to God's glory. I don't get any credit. Guys, this is this is this this is the the covenant that that we live under. When Jesus, when we come to the table, you, you, you hear the phrase, this is the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Right? Remember that all the time? Well, what covenant is he talking about? It's talked about in a couple of places, but one of them is Ezekiel 36. Where in part, he says, I will put my spirit within you, which we talked about in first chapter, chapter verse 14. God gives us his spirit and and he's going to cause us to walk in His statutes. So when we walk in God's statutes, when we do what's right, it's because he's causing us, he's moving us to do it. Where do you think Paul came up with that in Philippians? That God's working on us to will and to act this is he didn't just pop it out of his head. He did it because of Ezekiel. And so all of our good works are caused by God's creative act in us. We have been raised from the dead, from our from our following the ways of the world. We've been raised up with Jesus. We, and, 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 and God made us alive with him. We've been born into his family. And all of that is to God's credit. And now after that. Our good works aren't going to continue to, that we continue to do, don't save us either. All of that's his credit, too, because it's him molding us, creating us. We are his his workmanship. He is the potter, and he's forming us to be certain people in certain ways so that when we go out and we do what's right, we don't sin, we do what's right, we can say, Glory to God, he gets the credit. And we say, as in Psalm 15, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name no glory to me, all to Jesus, all to the Father, all to the Holy Spirit, because he did it. Why? Continuing, verse 2 of Psalm 115, because of the sake of your steadfast love. Oh, because of your faithfulness to me, Jesus. I haven't deserved this. It's your love, your faithfulness, that's what did it. That will say with the angels in Revelation, worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive. And it's, it's, it's tragedy that they don't put the in front of each one of the words, but it's there. It's the definite. It's the glory. It's the honor. It's the power. Right? Because it's not just some glory. It's all of it. All the glory. All the honor. All the power. All of it. Why? Because you have created all things. our text so that in the coming ages we saved by grace through our faith might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus the purpose of our salvation is that we show the immeasurable riches <coughs> of his grace that we be the we, we exist to tell creation look how gracious how merciful how kind God is we are a testament to that or as he says it in verse one we are sons of God through through Christ Jesus according to the to what he wanted he planned this that we might be to the praise of his grace we exist to be a testament to God's grace that's why you exist that's why you exist now that's why you always exist you exist to do that, to do good works, to declare the excellencies of him who raised us from the dead. That is, in part, preaching the gospel to people, telling people about Jesus. That's, how, that's one way to, to, to express his grace. And we do all this because it's all by grace. Now, and because of that, you have peace, you have joy. You have joy... And you have peace in part because you only have one judge. And it's not people. It's him. And he's pleased with you. And because this is a gift to you, this, this, this being saved, it's not like you can unearn it. Because you didn't earn it in the first place. And so if he's not happy with something you did, he's going to, he's like, I'm not finished with you. I'm in the middle of changing you. Of course, we got we to get going the right way, right? And there's a joy in that and a freedom in that. As I said a couple weeks ago, trust his goodness more and his love for you more than your own right responses. You need to have the right responses, of course, but rest in that he's not finished with you. And you have a purpose, a glorious purpose Purpose. You have been burdened, burdened with glorious purpose. Yes, you have. And this is not something that you create on your own. It's because you exist to be His praise, to be to His praise. It's a transcendent reason. It's it's, it's something that's above you. You've been made. You've been fashioned. You you will testify to God's kindness for eternity. (laughs) What a purpose. You're you're, you're reflecting the glory of God. There are no ordinary days. There's no ordinary too small of act of goodness. They're all to his praise. You have purpose. You have significance. Your life has value. But this value isn't something that you've done to make it happen. It's a gift. To to use, Paul, this is not your own doing. It is God's gift. Your purpose is is God's gift to you. It didn't self-originate. So you matter. Everything matters. Because God says it does. You're a testament to God's grace. Because it's all by God's glory. So no joy, no peace. And take a deep breath. And trust God's grace. It's all from beginning to end. He gets the credit for. This is why he can say, No one's going to snatch you out of my hand. Because he put you there. And he'll keep you there. So keep doing what's right. Keep doing what's good. Keep loving people. Keep believing. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. I, I don't. Know, even even for me personally at this moment, you know the, the gift of being able to stand here and declare your praises. I recognize that that's a gift from you and uh, one I most certainly have not earned. Pray that you would help us to, to embrace the joy of your grace, the joy of what you've done for us in him, that you, we are really you' just your workmanship that we have been created by you. we are fashioned by you that our lives are meant to bring you praise and uh, help us to know the peace and the joy of that and and to see our lives have, have a value that's granted and glory.
1: A, a, a word there it, it's it's really hard sometimes to wrap our, our minds around the idea that we are both significant and we are one page in his story um, it, it, the context there is really kind of hard to grasp, grasp sometimes and I see it in your faces sometimes when we say you numbered my days the story is yours I'm just a page it's just like there's almost a breath of just a sigh that, uh, of relief that says, I don't have to be in charge of all this stuff. I know that I serve a purpose in your story. You get to author that, and thank you for that. Um, so I hope that when you sing that, uh, when you reflect on that, it it gives you a little peace within that. Go ahead and take a seat. We're going to do uh, another song, but um, just wanted you t- to take a moment to reflect on that.
0: Father, you really, um, the riches of your grace and your kindness to us is immeasurable and um, the depth of it is like an ocean that we keep swimming in and we are so grateful for this. Your kindness, your mercy, your patience with us. Thank you so much. may may we praise you. Thank you that we that you have made us to be objects of your grace, that you've given that 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 mercy to us in Jesus. We thank you. And we have this mercy. Because on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he said, this is my body. <laughs> you ever noticed that in the Passover, in this, all this, we're passive. <laughs> he took the bread and says, this is my body given for you. And then a couple hours later, he went to the cross and there the father laid on Jesus our sin. He was bruised for our iniquity. In the same way after supper he took the cup and said this is the cup of the new covenant. Where God will recreate us to be the people he needs us to be. Wants us to be what we want to be. He will cause us to move. And obey his, his, his things he will forgive us of our sins. And wash us clean. Come to the table. Take the elements while we sing and then we'll we'll gather them together. Come as an act of of, of appreciation, of declaring today again, Jesus, I need you, I want you, and and may this be um, something that gives you praise, Jesus. Come to the table. Body and blood of Christ, given for you. O King of Glory, be be glorified in us, in our lives, in this church, in our nation, in our world. Thank you that your commitment to your own glory will not be um, is a sure foundation on which we stand. Be glorified, Jesus, through us and in us because of his Son. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise be to God, right? One last little bit, right? (laughs) May God bless you today and forever. May you know his joy, his peace. May his grace be yours to his glory. Amen. Thanks for coming. You're dismissed.